there, I'm Stephanie Mitchell, certified yoga teacher, corporate wellness provider, international yoga coach, and founder of the Rolling Mat Mobile Yoga Studio, who has helped hundreds of yoga teachers build, scale, and enjoy their corporate wellness businesses, providing them more income, impact, and time off. Welcome to the Rolling Mat Corporate Yogi Podcast. If you're a yoga teacher, yogipreneur, aspiring or current corporate yoga healer, in this podcast, you will find the real people, yoga business strategies, healthy business habits, and weekly motivation and inspiration to help you develop and grow a sustainable corporate wellness business. I started this podcast to bring you the support I never had. We will talk to successful wellness entrepreneurs, business owners, and yoga teachers living in their purpose and making the income doing what they love. Each week, I will introduce you to a yoga teacher and fitness professionals who have walked the walk so that you can see not only what is possible, but also how to make your corporate yoga business a reality. We dig deep into owning your worth and knowing your value so that you can start implementing specific action steps that will get you closer to your ideal life. Furthermore, this online space will provide you with the support to keep you moving forward. Because after all, if you want to achieve the life you always wanted, you need the support to take the action that you need. The frameworks that you will get here for growth, expansion, clarity, development, and sales will be your game plan to play bigger. It's time to find your direction and build your foundation toward purposeful action. To make it as a yoga teacher and create a legacy you desire, you need the backing of a supportive community. And I've made it my mission to be your community because after all, we are in this together. together, together, together. I've got a very special guest for us today, Ms. Kim Nickel. So to introduce her a little bit, uh, she is a coach with expertise in mindfulness and leadership. She's also a meditation teacher and a former yoga instructor. So we're going to be talking today about how to really position your services uh, for a corporate client, how to really reach this audience that needs us, right? So um, take it away, Kim. Looking forward to this conversation. Tell us a little bit about yourself and your story. Thank you, Stephanie. I'm so glad to be here. And hello, everyone. So I have been, I first came into yoga like 20 years ago. A friend of mine invited me to a class. It kind of blew my mind. It wasn't anything that I expected. And then 10 years later, I had become a fitness instructor. And eventually then also started teaching meditation and then did my yoga training and certification in 2012 and 2013. And I mentioned that because I want to share the context that my first experience of teaching, like working with bodies in a room was in a gym. It was in a, in a very traditional style gym environment. And when I was teaching, when I started teaching yoga, it was a yin style class. It was in a, uh, in a, a yoga studio here in San Francisco downtown. And I had this experience where someone asked me after one of my classes and asked, Hey, you know, my company is planning this wellness event and I really like your class. Would you like, do you do things like this, like in companies? And I thought, Oh, 
well, why? Yes, I do. Like we can do that. We can have that conversation. So for me, the, the teaching of yoga in corporate spaces was something that happened very organically. And it was something I wasn't necessarily looking for. So I've learned a lot along the way. And now what I do as a coach, and also I I work in learning and development. So I work within companies. It's really interesting getting that perspective of what it's like being on the corporate side. So I'm really excited for this conversation and, and also just for everything that you do, Stephanie, around helping yoga teachers find opportunities and make it easy for corporate clients to hire yoga teachers to come in and serve their communities. Cause there are a lot of different ways that that happens. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I'm so glad that you said that because sometimes the assumption is like, okay, I'm a yoga teacher. I'm just going to go into companies and teach a yoga class. Um, but that's not necessarily all the, always the case. And that's why, like when I work with yoga teachers, we talk a lot about our success journal of all of the things that we've done in the past of Uh, jobs that we've had, of where we excelled in school. And we find ourselves to be more of this leader. So we're taking this role as yoga teacher, but we're really like this wellness leader. Um, That's why when I go into companies, I don't really call myself a yoga teacher. I call myself a corporate wellness provider because there's so many other um, facets to it. And there's so many other things that you can can provide. So that's very uh, valuable for you to say that. And I know that last time we spoke, we kind of talked about this narrow-minded idea of what a yoga teacher is. Um, So can we elaborate a little bit more on that and kind of your experience? Yeah, Yeah, that is such a great point. And I love how you think not just of being a yoga teacher, but of really being a leader. I think of it also as you're creating an experience for people. And you can do that in a yoga studio. You can do that on a Zoom call. You can do that in a conference room. But you're creating an experience that supports the well-being and, and the ability of people to enjoy life and work better. So I think of it in, in those terms. And I think that's really helpful because when we're thinking about what is it that we're really offering if we're only thinking in terms of I'm offering a yoga class, or also in my case, I'm only offering a meditation class or a mindfulness class, there's a lot that we're missing. And there's a lot of the conversation we're not having because the person who's looking to hire isn't necessarily thinking I need a yoga teacher. They're thinking I need a great team building experience, or I need an experience that will help my team to feel more relaxed and connected to purpose, or I need something that will change up the flow of the day. Like sometimes there, what I'll often get is it might be a manager who is planning a full day event with their team and there will be work sessions and breakout sessions and they want to include an activity that will allow people to connect like team building. Mm -hmm. And so when you start thinking about what you offer as an experience that can support people in specific ways, then you're really opening up the conversation and you're making it easier for that buyer, for that client to understand how you can fit in and support what their bigger goal or their bigger picture is. Absolutely. I love that you're using the word experience. And that's the big point of, you know, 
when we're working with teachers, it's not just like, oh, you send a generic email with a pat with like a package of like all of these different services. Like, no, you you talk to the people and you find out what it is that they're wanting and what kind of experience, like you're saying, that they're wanting to provide their employees, whether it's for something that's a consistent monthly program or an event, like you're saying, which I have found a lot of success with corporate events, and they typically turn into, you know, four to six month contracts as well. Yeah. And the bonus with those two is that at any corporate event, you're now being introduced to all of these other people within that organization who might think, oh, Stephanie is amazing. I should have her work with my team or, Mm -hmm. oh, we should have her come back. We want to have more of her. So it's never really just delivering for the people in the room. You're also building relationships that can have a longer term effect. And it, it, it's like everybody wins. Like it becomes really beneficial to everyone in that relationship. Yeah. And that's really what we want mm-hmm. as yoga teachers. So it fills our cup in that way that we're really making this impact or making these really strong know, like, and trust connections with these people. So, um, yeah, along with that, we, we often, oftentimes call it value stacking. So let's break out of the, I'm just a yoga teacher headspace. And all I'm going to do is go teach a yoga class. They're not going to pay me that much because it's just a yoga class. And let's really start thinking about some of the other elements that we can add, um, from our own expertise and from our own training. We learn a lot about mindfulness. Um, so yeah, tell us a little bit more about, um, like your experience kind of as like a a mindfulness coach and what that entails. Yeah. So with the corporate work that I do, I've had a lot of companies, especially in the last year, because with the last year, the last year and a half with the pandemic, everyone's, everyone has been feeling more stress and more challenges with all of the changes. So I've had a lot of requests of companies reaching out and saying, what can you offer us that can support the well-being of our people? And mindfulness and meditation are both really great tools. And I would I would offer too that every yoga teacher also has this awareness of what does it mean to be mindful and present in the moment. And you can bring that into your practice in different kinds of ways. So you can you can think that that is also something that you offer when you understand that 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 is like what you're really bringing into the space. So I work one-on-one with people as well as with groups. I have my private clients. And a lot of that is the question of how do I rise into this leadership role and do it in the most mindful way, both for me as the leader and also for my team and the people that I'm responsible for and wanting to support their growth as well. And no matter what level you are in your career or organization, there's always self-doubt. There's always uncertainty. There's always pressure, you know, the pressure we put on ourselves. And so I found that mindfulness fits really well with the leadership coaching that I do. And then when companies invite me in to bring a mindfulness workshop or a mindfulness team building experience, that's when I get to work with the group of people mm-hmm. and design an experience that allows them to connect to the present moment, to uh, each other, to their goals or their purpose or vision and get that fresh perspective again. Because we all can get tired. We all can get lost kind of in the grind. And one of the things that's great with mindfulness, like as you know, and as your listeners know, is it is a way of coming back into the present moment 
and just being here like one breath at a time and really appreciating what it is to be a human with these other humans. Yeah. Taking that self-care. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah. When, when I, when I teach this within my corporations that I work with, I always tell them, you know, when I'm not here, like make sure you put on your calendar, like five minutes out of the day, just to sit back in your own time to breathe, to not look at the computer, to not look at your phone. Because just as we schedule meetings, we need to also in phone calls, we also need to schedule that time for ourselves so that we can be more alive in our work day. So you are definitely, um, definitely, I mean, I already know, but for the listeners out there giving us a lot of hope and a lot of certainty that our services are needed. Oh my gosh, 100%. And, yeah. you know, and what, what you reminded me of too, is that you might be the only voice telling this person it's okay to take time for themselves, even if it's just five minutes, mm -hmm. you know, they might not hear mm -hmm. that from their boss. They might not hear that from their colleagues. They might put all this internal pressure. Like I can't let up. There's so much I have to do. And when you come in, even if you're wearing the title of, you know, yoga teacher, really you are showing up as a wellness leader. You are showing up as a voice who can remind people, I'm telling you, it's valuable and important to take time to care for yourself. And the great result of that, not only does it benefit that individual in their own well-being, but it benefit, like the benefits ripple out to their teams, their clients, their communities, their families. This oh work God. is so needed. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. We start with corporate and it has that trickle down effect throughout the rest of society, really. Mm -hmm. So we are needed. We know that we're needed. So it's really just about how we position ourselves. Mm -hmm. And this is the this is a pretty big gap um, that we find a lot of yoga teachers have is, yeah, you, I mean, corporate would be great. I want to do corporate. I've always wanted to, or maybe I've had corporate clients in the past, but I don't know how to get them. I don't know what services to offer, how to position myself. So a little bit more about kind of your experience with this and how you have come to the success with companies that you work with? Such a good question. My number one perspective and advice on this, remember that they are looking for you. You don't even realize how many corporate clients are looking for you. And when I say corporate client, I don't mean one person in a company. It might be, you know, a manager plus the wellness programmer plus the person in HR who has been seeing how hard her team is working plus you know the finance team and they're planning an event like within a corporation there are so many people and they're all looking for you <laughs> like you you don't even know how many people are planning wellness initiatives and events to support well-being so mm -hmm. no number one there there are already people looking and when you, when you understand that, then your job becomes, how can I make it really easy for them to find me and to know how I help? And this is where, you know, we talked before about uh, it's like social media and LinkedIn, especially because a lot mm -hmm. of our corporate clients spend time on LinkedIn. And so as a yoga teacher, number one, I want to tell you, you belong there too. 
even if it feels like it's kind of a corporate place and it's a little different than where you're used to hanging out, maybe on Instagram or on Facebook, you also are welcome and you belong on LinkedIn. Yes. Right. And what you get to do there is to simply share how you work with teams, with corporate clients, getting to share. Yeah. Like I, you know, I did a, a guided meditation for a team or, oh, I love bringing wellness events into teams, or even just talking about the value of, yep, like it can be a really stressful time. And that's why I love to bring meditation or yoga, even chair yoga. A lot of us have gotten creative in adapting to an online delivery and to clients who are working from their homes. Let make it easy for other people to know that's what you offer and what you do. Mm-hmm. Like you don't have to target, like go hunt the people realize that everyone has got little radar antenna out and they've, they're always looking and just noticing. Yeah. That's how it will happen. And it's also like the people that see what you post about will then refer you to their colleagues, their friends, Mm -hmm. their partners. They'll say, Oh yeah, I just saw on, on LinkedIn, this woman who does yoga classes for corporations online. Mm -hmm. Right never know who is looking and who will refer you. So mm-hmm. make yourself easily referable. Yeah, no, I, I love that. I love that. And so consistency really plays a role with this too. When you say like keeping your LinkedIn consistent, like posting on it, you know, of course not every day, but at least once or twice a week, like posting something that you've done or maybe something um, of value that you have found it's kind of like more of a discussion forum. Like people like to have conversations and like give their opinions or they see something and they're like, oh, such and such would like this. So um, that's what, you know, we preach a lot of that in the Elite Corporate Yogi program is when it comes to your content, when it comes to being easily referable, that consistency is key. Yeah. Consistency definitely helps, right? Like mm-hmm. it makes it easier when you're, when you're, when you're there more often. And I would also add, don't feel bad if nobody comments or posts anything about what you share. Because I see this too, right? And, I, and I'm and i a human and I do this too. I'll post something, I'll feel really good about it. And I'll say, oh, like nobody said anything. Maybe I, you know, maybe I said the wrong thing. That is, that's rubbish. That's nonsense. Like take that out of your brain because people will watch and notice they won't comment but they'll still notice. And I've had this happen a lot. The people who hire me are usually not the people who are commenting and posting on the content I share, but they're paying attention and they're noticing. So just know that when you're showing up, you're not doing it because, okay, I know I'm supposed to know it because there is someone right now who is seeing that message at Mm. just the right time. They really needed to hear what you had to say. Mm. even if they don't leave a comment or they don't give you a a thumbs up, just know that they are watching and paying attention. Yeah. That's a beautiful mindset shift for anyone listening. Uh, the whole like, okay, I gotta, I gotta log on and do this. I gotta post this. Like, no, somebody's going to see this. And it's funny that you're, you're saying not to hold attachment to, the fact that maybe a post didn't get a bunch of likes or a bunch of comments, but people are seeing it. And I was told from one of my mentors that that's, that's because we have silent fans, like people seeing our stuff and that repetitiveness is just kind of like advertising as well. That repetitiveness eventually, like they see it, they saw this one post, they saw another post, they saw another, something that you did. 
it's just a matter of time before they're like, we need to contact this person. We need to reach out to this person and, you know, see what she's all about and see what, see how we can bring her in. Absolutely. A hundred percent. It's, it's all helping people know who you are, what style you teach, what kind of messaging you bring. Because the other thing too, within a corporate space is what I found and my belief is that a corporate client is also going to be mindful. They're going to be curious about like, what is the flavor of yoga? Will this, Mm. will this be appropriate? Will this resonate with all of my employees. If we have a really diverse workforce and I bring in a teacher and if she's she's too much into, you know, the spirituality part, will that land badly? So there's Mm -hmm. also this question of, you know, I want to get a sense of as a yoga teacher, are you presenting this concept and are you teaching in a way that's very secular that will work within my corporate space? And if not, that's okay too. You might have clients who really want the specific spiritual perspective, but you can help people to understand by what you post, how you teach and how, and and let them trust. They can bring you in and their boss, if their boss is in the room that their boss will say, great job. So glad you found this yoga teacher and brought her Mm. in rather than saying, what is happening? Right. Like the person who's hiring you in, they also want to look good for, for whoever is, is, is their manager as well. So that's yeah. another way I think about how social media works is it lowers the, the feeling of risk. It increases the feeling of trust and connection, even before they reach out and say, let's talk about bringing you in. Wow. Yeah, no, that that's a nugget of gold. Um, because a lot of times that's kind of the hardest part of, you know, when we get on some of these outreach calls and things with companies of, you know, what are they like, they don't know really what to expect, but if they know, just like we harp a lot on LinkedIn profiles. So having your LinkedIn profile set up, because if you're posting something, they're probably going to go check out in there that it sparks interest. They're probably going to go check out your LinkedIn profile. So making it accessible, making it more secular, like you're talking about, um, so that it's more approachable. It's more of an approachable thing versus like, Ooh, or is this going to be, what is this going to be? Yeah. Like that, that you said that the flavor of yoga, of the yoga. And I would, and I would say too, as a yoga teacher, you already do this. Mm-hmm. If you have a brand new student, like think about when you were teaching in a studio and maybe there's a brand new student just moved into town. They found your class, they show up. They might be nervous because they want to know, will this class be too hard for me? Will it be all inversions? And like, I've never done that before. Will it be like, they're like anytime a student walks in and they haven't taken your class before, they're going to have some anxiety and they might, or, or they might say, you know, I'm coming off of an ankle injury. I sprained my ankle two weeks ago. So like, I just want you to know, can you offer me some options so that I can also be safe in the space. Mm-hmm. So as a yoga teacher, you're already, you already understand how to think about modifications, how to adapt to the level of student in the room, how to adapt for maybe it's record high heat and the air conditioning broke and you're going to have to change your plan in order to create that experience for your students. It's the same thing when you're thinking about your corporate client is you might be thinking, how can I 
help them understand that I can adapt this class, this offering, so mm-hmm. it will meet the students in the room and it will meet their needs and they will be safe here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love it. It's great. So tell me a little bit more about, I'm curious from you know where you are in the world versus where I'm at. And we have, we, we have yoga teachers from all over the world in this group. So what are you currently finding right now that companies are looking for the most? I get the most requests around mindfulness as like a team building activity. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I will also get requests for meditation. And what's interesting is that I had a meditation practice long before I started teaching it. I didn't have the confidence to teach meditation until I did my yoga teacher training, Mm. because that was where I got really the practice and it really normalized for me how to guide people through a meditation experience. Mm -hmm. So what I have found is that there are a lot of opportunities and a lot of curiosity for that, because I think it, it can translate easily into team building, wellness, and it can feel more approachable because it's, there's no pressure to like, what am I going to have to do in my space? Like, do I even have room to do poses or will will that be weird? So I have found there's a lot of opportunity for that right now from beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. I, I found that as well last year and still even this year high requests for more workshop kind of based meditation mindfulness. So, um, yeah, people wanted to, the, the mental health was definitely, um, on the decline. So that's definitely where a lot of companies are seeing value. Um, so LinkedIn, we know we need to post on LinkedIn. We need to show the flavor of our yoga classes or what it is that we're offering. Um, are there any other tips or anything that you have in regard to this just kind of outreach so that yoga teachers can, um, you know, really attract the clientele that they're wanting anything else? You know, one thing I want to speak to related to that, that I, that I also see in driving the demand is there are more people, more companies. Now, everyone is very comfortable being online and on zoom now. Mm-hmm. And that is really good for yoga teachers mm-hmm. because number one, it doesn't require you to physically travel to a space and figure out how many props you need and how much people can fit in the room. But it also really allows for the client, it allows them to reach more of their people within their company. And you can let your students be off camera. So it also kind of removes that feeling of pressure. It can create a lot of safety. And because of that, I've seen more requests for these online experiences. So when you're thinking about how you position yourself as a yoga teacher, talking about the benefits of teaching online, how you can help people in different offices to meet and connect that maybe never would have met before. And they're getting to do that through a mindfulness workshop or through a meditation class or Mm -hmm. through, you know, like a, a yoga class being really comfortable that being online is actually amazing. And it allows for a lot more opportunity. And that again, goes into help helping it be easy for corporate clients to understand how you can be of service, 
Yes, mm. I do online. I do it all the time. I'm comfortable here. We can do a few different things. Yeah. Really enjoying what you offer and making it easy for them to see mm-hmm. helps a lot. It also diver- diversifies our offers as well. Um, really kind of in three ways. You can offer virtual, you can offer a hybrid of virtual and in-office, or when you know things are safe for you or depending on where you are, you can offer more you know, in-office things if that's what they're wanting, if that's what you resonate more with too. But you always have that virtual to as a go-to. Yeah. Because you're right. It's it allows, and I found this too with with uh, companies like AT&T that I work with, it, it allows not only just one location to participate, it allows multiple locations to participate. And if you have a, a if you're working with large-scale organizations or if that's the the niche within the niche that you're really trying to to work with, then you got to figure like, I mean, there's people that are probably traveling for work. There's people that are, you know, located at at, at one end of the building that may not even, you know, get the memo of what's completely or can't cross, you know, can't walk from one end of the building to the other in time. Yeah. Right. Yeah, exactly. So it really gives a lot more, it's more accessible. Mm -hmm. Um, What we often do too is, you know, we'll record um, whatever the session may be, whether it's a class or a workshop or meditation, and then they have the playback. So if they had to cut out early or if they couldn't come, then it's still available for them to participate in. Yeah, completely. And Mm -hmm. as studios are starting to open up again, or even as yoga teachers, I I live in San Francisco, and what I've seen too is people are offering classes outside. Mm -hmm. But All of your students that are coming to you in person, they either work in a company, their partner works in a company, their friends work in a company. So realize that your referral base is always like your referral base is everywhere. And what's Mm -hmm. really cool is that people are also craving the in-person experience. Mm -hmm. So you might, I'll be really curious to see what happens, you know, in the, in throughout the summer as people are offering outdoor yoga or people are, are starting to offer classes in studio again, you might see people, you know, starting to come back. You can remind them that, yes, we're in the studio. And I offer, you know, I, I work with a lot of corporate clients and we can talk about that if that's something that might be interesting to you. Or if there's someone in your company yep. that you would like to connect me with, I would love to have that conversation. Make it Absolutely. easy for them to connect the dots. Yeah, because people know people. Yeah. Yeah. Anybody that's worked with myself and the other coaches in the elite corporate yogi program know we say this all the time. People know people. So even if you are teaching, and that's where I got a lot of my corporate, my first corporate clients was because I would teach community classes Mm -hmm. and I would, you know, it's like kind of your own networking event, if you will, where you can, you can talk about your business. You can talk about the corporate side of your business and what you offer. Like, do you have a lead? Is there somebody within your organization that I could talk to? Are you seeing a need for this? So nail on the head there. Um, it, uh, it's perfect that, that you mentioned. So awesome. Well, tell us a little bit about, um, you know, where people can find you, um, as a source of inspiration, because it's a conversation. <laughs> yeah. People can come to my website, kimnickel.com, and find me there. And I also have a podcast called The New Manager Podcast, which is all about 
you know, if you're a new manager and you're figuring out how to do that, that is what that is all about. But my website is the, the number one place to go to see what I'm up to and to learn more. Well, that's amazing. Amazing. I will definitely put that in the show notes. Um, and I've greatly enjoyed this conversation and highly appreciate you being here. Um, is there anything le- left that you'd like to leave the audience with? Any other nuggets of gold? Uh, just that, you know, so like sometimes it is hard to see what's possible because corporate can feel far away, but it isn't like it's right here. It's people, the same people that you love having in your studio. They also have this other space they go to and you can bring all the value from your heart, your mind, your body, your spirit, the studio space, bring that into the virtual space, bring that into the corporate space because it's needed. You're needed now more than ever. And there's so much that's out there for you. So so much opportunity and so many companies. So if one doesn't work out, don't let it get you down. Absolutely. A million of a million others out there. So, yeah, I'm so glad you're doing this work, Stephanie. This is so, so great. I know. Likewise, I feel the same, same about you. So (laughs) thank you so much for being with us, Kim. I greatly appreciate it. And I'll be back next week with another amazing and inspiring guest. Awesome. Thanks everyone. And that's a wrap for today's show. Thank you so much for joining me to find more shows and information about how you can stay connected with me and my thriving community to grow your corporate yoga business, please head to www.therollingmatadventure.com backslash show to learn how you can create the success and have the impact you've always dreamed of.